The theme of University Chapel is room at the table. Today, we go global. We reflect on the global table. Hi, so I'm Michelle Cerami, and I'm one of the interfaith allies interns this year. And we, yesterday, was, we were praying at the flagpole, and Rabbi Bell asked me to share one of the prayers that we were talking about afterwards. Um, it's from Davida Foy Crabtree, who is the Connecticut, uh, Connecticut Conference Minister. Holy One, gracious God, we have truly lost our innocence. Our sense of security lies in rubble, and so we come to you in prayer. United by our pain and our compassion, reaching out to you and one another across dividing walls of our own construction, barriers of faith, language, and nationality. We come to you with sighs too deep for words, with unspeakable anguish, with your anger that urgently needs your gentling touch. And it's just something so important we were reflecting on, especially in light of all the terrorist acts that happened last week. Thank you. Participating in the global table means taking action. CLU malaria campaign in which CLU raised more than $28,000 for this global effort. And our vice president, Melissa, uh, was the lead of this campaign. Another special guest we have, uh, it's a pleasure to have, my angel, Dr. Moses Penacomat, Penumaka, I'm sorry, from PLTS, Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley. We just say PLTS, but just a reminder what it stands for. He is the Director of Theological Education for Emerging Ministries. So, thank you. And our treat for today, today we honor and celebrate our international students. So please stand so we can honor you. You're in the house. <laughs> Cal Lutheran international students represent more than 56 countries from around the world, bringing a wide range of perspectives and viewpoints. International students play a critical role in contributing to the diversity of our campus. These diverse and cultural backgrounds are essential for academic rigor and social enrichment for CLU. Thank you for being with us. Anyone else? May God bless you and watch over you wherever you go on your journey. May you find peace and righteousness with the people you meet. Let us pray. O Lord Almighty, we come to you through different paths. We call you by different names and perceive you in many different ways. Yet we all share your bounty. We acknowledge the many gifts you have granted each and every one of us. And no, it is up to us to utilize them to benefit the world. We give thanks 
opportunity to study, for friendship and peace. Amen. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm an international student here, and my name is Artem Marshkin. And today, I'm going to read uh, a sacred text from Baha'i Faith. Be generous in prosperity and thankful in adversity. Be foresee of the trust of thy neighbor, and look upon him with bright and kindly face. Be treasure to the poor. Admonisher to the rich, an answer to the cry of the needy. Be fair in judgment and guarded in your speech. Be unjust to no man, show meekness to all humans. Be long unto them who walk in darkness, heaven for distress. An upholder and defender of the victim of oppression. Be home for the stranger. Balm to the suffering, a tower of strength to the fugitive. Be eyes to the blind and guiding light unto the feet of the healing. Feed you so the human heart. Hi everybody, my name is Gabby Romero and I'm an international student from Venezuela. Today, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, my story, about how I decided to come to the United States, how I decided like, about California, and the most important part, how I end up in California Lutheran University. First, I, need, I think I need to tell you that I'm a swimmer. Like I've been swimming for over 20 years and I'm 23, so you can tell that swimming is being a big role in my life. So when I was around 15 years old, my career as a swimmer was like at the pit. I had the opportunity to travel to many different countries to meet new, uh, uh, really good friends, to like meet new cultures, to learn about other people. And I mean, it's not a lie that United States have the fastest swimmer in the world. So. I was like, oh wow, I really want to be part of like a school, like, you know, to be a student athlete. In my country, in Venezuela, we don't have that. If you play a sport, you don't go to school. And if you want to like get your education, then you cannot play a sport. So I was like, how I can combine this? I graduated from high school when I was 16 years old. I was really young. And I was like, I really want to get this opportunity and I was like, I don't know what it takes to do this. So I started doing a lot of researches, and I was like, how can I convince my parents to being so young to let me go? Of course your parents are gonna say no. So I started doing, like I, was, I found everything, I worked so hard, so whenever my mom said like, no, you don't have the money to go, I would be like, oh, guess what, I do. So you can now say no. <laughs> so, it was not until I was 18 years old that my family and I were, went through like really a hard time. My family and I were kidnapped. And this event just like marked our life forever. This is something that I don't wish to happen, not even to the worst person in this world. It's a really, really 
like hard moment that personally I went through. It's like, it was so hard. It was like off. Even though right now I'm able to talk about it, and I don't want to say that, I, that I'm happy that it happened. I just feel that this event just made me stronger. It made me the person that I am right now. And even though, like, it, this happened in 2011, at the end of 2011, and I was still in the process of, like, working hard, like, making money, and be able to, like, come and at least do, like, a summer camp. I wanted so bad to be, like, to be able to, like, come to the United States, no matter the state. I just wanted to, like, have that opportunity to come, swim, go back to my country, and be the best. That's all that I wanted to do. And in, at the end of 2011, after all this event happened, and it was really hard in our family. Like, I think like as a parent, like I totally understand my mom. Like she was like freaking out that day. Even, it was only a day. It, maybe like for you guys would be like, oh my gosh, even an hour would be like so bad. It was only a day. We were taking only a day, one night. And I wa my family is really religious, even though like I'm not like, I'm not the kind of person that go to church every Sunday. Um, all that I do is just pray whenever before I go to bed. And I, at that time, I was not involved into it. All that I wanted to do is swim, being honest. That's all that I wanted to do. And when these people, like, took my mom and I, like, my mom was freaking out. Of course, I understand. Your daughter has a gun in the head, and these people are trying to kill me, right? And she was just trying to protect me. And I told my mom all the time, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. We are fine. I don't even know how I was so calm. I was so relaxed. All that I started to do was like praying. That was the day that I was like, I need to believe in something, and I need something to like make me strong, something to like, that made me to like keep going. So that day, that night, I just prayed so much. And I remember that I was not only praying, I was talking to God. I'm talking to like my great-grandma that she passed away a long time ago. And I was saying, please, just don't let these people to do anything bad to us. Just don't let these people to hurt us. Don't let these people, like, the, the most that I was afraid is that these people will, like, abuse us. We didn't know what these people would do to us. And I was just like, just pray. I pray so much. For me, literally, it was like 20 minutes. I was so relaxed, and at that moment, I don't even know how to explain how I felt, because I was, like, I just knew someone was next to me. Someone was protecting me. Who was protecting me? I don't know. But I just prayed, and I told my mom, I literally, even though, like, we were tight, they covered our face, I just, like, told my mom, even though I cannot see you, I just want to feel you. If I feel you, I know we're going to be okay. And something is going to happen, but today is not our day. Our life is not going to end like this. We're going to go through this, and we're going to be, like, good. Somehow, like, my family, like, managed, and we were free. And after that day, my mom was like, I don't even know how you, like, managed to be calm, to be relaxed, and to give me that strength to, like, be like, she was freaking out. I don't... I understand, of course, it's my mom. But 
she was like, I'm just so thankful that you helped me to go through this and give me like calm and peace. After that day, I told my mom, I got a really hard breakdown. So I told my mom, I don't wanna be in the house. I don't wanna be around people. I don't want anybody to be around me. I was really like scared of people. I was like, whenever people were getting close to me, I just pushed them away. I was like, I don't want people around me. All that I want is to be alone. I talked to my dad and I told my dad, I know this is gonna be hard for you. I'm like the youngest daughter and I was only 18 years old and I told him, I wanna move. I knew like my dream is to go and like be a student athlete, but at this point, I just wanna go. I don't care where I go, I just wanna go. I don't wanna be in Venezuela anymore. And even though I love my country and I know I will miss my family and I still miss my family a lot, I just didn't wanna be there anymore. My dad, like we did everything behind my mom's back because my mom, she would say no. She would keep me next to her her entire life. She would never let me go anywhere. And my dad helped me with the, all the paperwork and we were like, where do you wanna go? I have a really good friend of mine that he went to Ventura College. And Ventura College had an amazing like swimming program. At that time, I applied to other university, but I didn't know English, like zero, like nothing. Like, I was not even able to count to 10, not even know the colors. It was really hard, so I was like, I cannot go to like four year university. They're gonna ask me to take this test that is super hard in English, and I know I'm gonna fail. So, of course I took the test. Of, co of course I didn't do good. But I was able to manage and go to like Ventura College. I contacted the coach. The coach just like opened his hand, like his entire house, his, like his wife, his family, his kids. They were amazing. They just helped me in everything that I needed. At first, like, they were kind of like awake, kind of like, okay, we don't know you. So how like, are we gonna manage this? Until I, I told them my story and I told them what happened and they were like, it's no way you're gonna go back to your country. Somehow, we're gonna help you to stay here and the team is gonna help you, my wife is gonna help you. You know you're gonna know a lot of people. I arrived to the United States January 2nd, 2012. And I told my mom that I was moving out of Venezuela Christmas Day, 2011. When I told my mom, my mom was like, are you serious? And I'm like, I packed my luggage and I left. When I arrived here, I arrived at two o'clock in the morning with a little piece of paper saying an address that I found on Craigslist that I rented a room and I have a number for the route runner shuttle. I called them at two o'clock in the morning and I told them, can you pick me up? And I told this person, it has to be a person that speaks Spanish because I don't speak English at all. Somehow I think like God was the one, or my great grandma, I prayed to my great grandma so much. And I think my great grandma was the one, is the one still like watching every single step that I do. Because when this guy picked me up, he said, where do you go? And I'm like, I go to Ventura. He was like, do you know these people? How do you find these people? And when I told him, 
Well, I went online, I went to Craigslist, I found this hub, I called this person, I sent a check, and that's where I'm going. This guy was like, you are crazy. How old are you? And I'm like, I'm just turned 19. And your parents are okay with this? And I was like, no, but they don't have any other option. I'm already here, what are they gonna do? So this guy was like, well, you're gonna be the last person that I'm gonna drop off. I need to make sure, even though I don't know you, I need to make sure that these persons are gonna be waiting for you, that this house is not a creepy house, and the most important thing is a lady, the one that is gonna be there, because if our only guys, I'm not gonna let you be there. We will find a hotel, we will figure out something, but you're not gonna stay there. We will wait until the morning so you can contact people that you know and you can figure out a better house. This person had a two-year-old baby. She was amazing. She was like, I was worried for you, I was trying to call you, but your phone never rang. It was like, off. Of course, it's a Venezuelan phone number. I don't have international call. Of course, they didn't work. So, the guy was like, I feel so happy that they are, you know, they are not creepy people, so. I'm gonna let you stay. And he gave me his phone number. He, were, he was like, I have a wife and I have a daughter too. So that's why I'm worried for you. Everything went, went really well. The baby, I love this baby. Like, I learned how to speak English thanks to this baby. He was learning how to speak, so he didn't care if I was saying really bad stuff. <laughs> and then like two days later, I made the coach. I finally contacted my friends. And I, I knew about the school and I was like, how am I gonna learn English? You know, it's like, I just came here, learn English. How am I gonna learn English? Somehow, every single people that I met, they helped me so much, they were like, Gabby, don't say that. Gabby, no, come on Gabby, you know better than that. I was like, wow, I'm not gonna lie, it was really rough, it was really hard for me. I was super homesick because I'm really close to my mom, I'm really close to my dad. My family is really small, it's only my brother, my dad, and my mom and I. So I, just to leave and not come with my mom was like super difficult. So anyways, I was able to like manage it until my country got really bad. My family got kidnapped five times that day. And my parents never told me because they didn't want to scare me. Until one day, it was my birthday. And I was super sad. And I was like, why my parents didn't call me? It's my birthday. Like, they forgot about me? Like, what's going on? Um, my brother's girlfriend at that time called me at 4 o'clock in the morning. And she said, are you awake? No, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. What do you mean if I'm awake? No, like, I need to sleep. I'm tired. She was like, no, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, what's going on? And she said, your brother is gone. And I'm like, I freak out. I was like, why do you mean my brother is gone? Where is my brother? Well, they kidnapped your brother and we haven't found your, your brother yet. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like grab a plane, go back home and figure out where my brother is. I was like, this is the only brother that I have. I need to find my, my brother. After like a day or so, my mom contacted me. They say like, we pay, he's free, he's with us, he's fine. I was like, I'm going back home. I was like, I'm having such a hard time here. I still don't know English. 
The people are nice because everybody was so nice to me. I don't even know why, but everybody helped me so much. And, but I was like, it's not my culture. It's not my language. They're not my family. It's not my food. I was like, I need to go back home. And I, I was like, I don't even have money. I was like, what am I doing here? I know my mom said, it's going to be hard. You have to keep pushing, and you have to fight for it. But I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. I'm so tired. And after I talked to my brother, and my brother said, remember you wanted to go and swim. And you, are, you have done so well. You have like broken so many records. And I was like, yes, but what is all this worth if I'm not with you? What is all this worth if I know that one day you're going to call me or someone is going to call me and say, someone is dead. And he was like, you know, not all of us have this opportunity. Not all of us have like the, the courage to tell my mom that she is like the one that is hard to say, I'm leaving. I love you, but I'm leaving. I need to get a better future. And I was like, it's true. But I was like, how am I going to manage this? I'm going to graduate from Ventura College, and I don't have the money to go to a four-year university. I was like, I only make minimum wage. How am I going to manage to pay a four-year school? It's impossible. There's no way to do it. And it was my coach when I talked to him, and I told him, I'm going to graduate, and I don't have a plan. What am I going to do now? I don't want to go back home. And the main reason that I didn't want to go back home was because the last time my family was kidnapped, this guy, I don't even know how, this guy, one of these guys told my dad, we know your daughter is in the United States. We know where your daughter lives. We know everything about your daughter. And be thankful that she's not here today because we will abuse her in front of you so you get what you deserve. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, are you guys like bad people back home? Like, I mean, my parents are amazing. I love my parents, but I couldn't understand what was going on. And I was like, I don't want that, not even for me, for my family. I don't want my family to go through any like hard moments. So after talking to my coach, my coach was like, I know a really good university, a university that I know they will help you. I know they would understand what you're going through. And, and I was like, where is this university? Because I'm going right now. <laughs> and he said, the name is California Lutheran University. And I was like, huh? Yeah, California Lutheran University. And I was like, OK, California is in California, right? <coughs> he was like, come on, Gabby. I'm going to take you. I'm not just going to say, oh, yeah, this is a university. Just go. No. He helped me. He, he put me in contact with, like, the people here. And I was like, OK, I'm just going to try. He, my coach said, you have a really good GPA. I know you can get a scholarship. And somehow, we're going to manage this. Somehow, you will graduate. You will graduate. That's the most important thing, that you're going to graduate. I applied. I did all my paperwork. I was so scared because the at the moment that I have to write my essay, I was like, my English is not that well yet. So sorry for the grammar, but it's going to go through. I, this was the only school that I applied. And I was so scared to be denied. So many people told me, no, you have to apply to seven schools. And you barely get accepted to one. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I only applied to one. 
that's all the money that I have to apply for. So I was like, cross your finger. I don't know what am I gonna do, but I need to get accepted in this school. Three months later, I was like, I graduated from Ventura College, and I was like, no response, no response. I was like, these people hate me. They're not gonna accept me, I'm done. I'm going back home. I don't know what am I gonna do. I was like crying. The next day, I got the letter saying, you got accepted, you got accepted in the biochemistry program. I was so happy, and then I was like, oh wow. I got accepted, and I'm gonna do biochemistry. I never took bio or chemistry in my entire life. I was, okay, I can do this. When I got accepted, I think one of the best moments that I had was going to orientation. I met my best friends there. I have, we are a group of four people that were always together. I never expected, I didn't wanna go because I was like, it's my last week. Do I really wanna go to orientation? Come on. I'm so happy that I went. I met really amazing people. My friends, we're always together now. Some of them actually live with me. No anymore. But and I now I work in the international student services. So hey yeah. I never expected to have like a such a good opportunity coming here, this school, even though like we all know like this is still expensive. I got like an amazing scholarship. The professor were so happy because when they were doing bio, I was like this is another language. Like, what are you saying? I don't understand this. My professor were like, Gabby, come to office hour. We're gonna go through this. I'm not gonna lie, I cry. I still cry when I don't understand it. And I'm like, maybe this is not for me. Why I decided biochemistry? Why I didn't decide Spanish? I speak Spanish. Like, I can do that. No, somehow I did it and I'm doing it. I'm doing good. So far, I hope. And one person one day told me, I don't think you can do this. I think you should drop this. And it was a person here in CLU. And I was like, I cannot do this, really. Maybe you don't know you're talking to a Venezuelan girl. <laughs> it's okay. And I, it was hard. I have to study so hard. And I passed this class. And this person came to me the last day of the semester and I said, I'm so proud of you. I never thought that you were able to do this. The Americans that were doing so great didn't, I mean, they passed the class, but not with like a good grade. And he was like, I never expect a someone that didn't know bio at all, well, that didn't know English, that never took bio to pass this class with an A, when I started with an F. And I was like, you know, I'm so happy that you told me that I couldn't do this. Because for you, or for people that would tell me that I cannot do something, I would work so hard. And I will prove you wrong. No matter what I have to do, I will prove that I can do it, and that no one is gonna like tell me you cannot do something. No matter how hard it is. And for those people that really like hurt my family, that like kidnap us, and like make us go through really difficult time, I'm so happy that it happened because this made me the person that I am right now. It made me really strong. And people sometimes say like, oh, is that you're sassy? That's what you are. And I'm like, no. It's like right now, I'm not gonna let anybody to tell me that I cannot do something. I'm not gonna let anybody to hurt me or hurt the people that I love or either my family. So, yeah, that's my life. That's my story. So.
Thank you. Good morning, brothers and sisters. My name is Akash, and I'm from India. Oh God, guide me, protect me, make me a shining lamp and a brilliant star. Let my spirit glow so brightly that darkness will disappear. Oh Lord, make me a hollow reed from which the pit of self had been blown, that I may become a clear channel from which your love may flow. Oh God, educate and protect these children. These children are the plants of your orchard, the flowers of your meadow, the roses in your garden. Let the rain fall upon them. Let the sun of your reality shine upon them with your love. Let the breeze refresh them in order that they may be trained, grow, and develop, and appear in their utmost beauty. Amen. Amen. 